guys. Welcome back to episode four of the All In Life. I hope that as you've listened to these first three episodes that you're starting to get an understanding of what it means to live the all-in life. And really, the all-in life is a life of being completely in love with yourself and all your, your positives and your minuses and everything about yourself and then going all-in on that. There's a, there's a saying that I heard uh, maybe a few months ago, and it said that wealth equals asset, your asset times leverage. And really, that's what I find with people who are, who are making money is they have decided to go all in on their asset. And that asset is themselves. Some people are just not leveraging their asset. But, but guys, I really think it applies more, to, more than just money. This applies to our relationships. This applies to money. This applies to um, physical our physical bodies. I mean, think about the people who are out there, many, many people with physical bodies not leveraging that asset, not taking the time to go to the gym and, and make themselves fit and whatever else. They're just not leveraging that asset. Or maybe spiritually, maybe you're here because you want to have a better spiritual life, but you're not leveraging that asset. So that's really what this this podcast is about, is it's really about how to leverage your asset and that asset again being yourself to create wealth or a better life or whatever you're trying to create. But I promise you, you're a much stronger asset than you really believe you are. I've seen that. The people that I teach and train, um, they see that as well. Even people who feel like they have no asset. There are a lot of people who I teach who go, you know, I'm not an asset. I have nothing special to offer. But as they overcome their fears and start to love themselves and start to leverage their asset, they start to really get things done. And again, that's really what the all all in life is, is learning about yourself in a way and using your specific life and talents so that you can get into a certain space. Because learning your specific asset and how to use it is really how you're gonna be able to get what you want out of life for now and for years to come. Today, what I wanted to actually do is, is maybe give a little more insight into my life, the way I grew up, and why learning how to go all in on myself was so important. Because this, this thing that I talk about, the all in life, it really does encompass everything that I care about. Um, I thought about this the other day, what if someone were to call me and want to do an interview on me on the all-in life. Well, I thought, well, I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're special or if they've even accomplished anything. I just want to talk about the all-in life all day long. It's the only thing that I really care about. And so uh, I also was listening to a podcast um, yesterday from John Lee Dumas, and he was telling his life story and talking about, you know, how, you know, he started in, you know, he started it in the Marines and he did these things. He went to the army and came back and he was terrified, didn't know what he was going to do. And a lot of times, maybe, maybe for, for all intents and purposes, this is maybe my journey of, of how I learned about, you know, number one, the fears that I, that I had, number two, um, how to, I, what I started doing once I knew what I was afraid of, when did I fall in love with myself? And when did I go all in on myself? Because I really think that that's what the all in life is going to be about here in the future. Not only am I going to be teaching and training what the all in life is, but I want to interview other people who really have decided to go all in on themselves. Because I really think if, if I came down to one distinguishing factor between those that are successful in their life, and again, when, it, when I say success, guys, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about their relationships, their businesses, their life. I mean, I, life in general. I don't, I don't think that people who live the all-in life, 
I don't believe that they're only successful in one facet of their life. I believe they're successful in all facets of their life. So I wanted to kind of go through that for me today. What's my story? Well, I grew up um, in, a, in an awesome home um, with a family that was very loving. I will say, that, I mean, uh, my we, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. I, I did not live in an actual home till I was about 11, 12 years old, somewhere in there. Before that, I lived in trailer parks and I lived in apartment complexes. Um, I'll just tell you, if you're a kid living in a trailer park or an apartment complex, I know that people like look out in on that and they go, man, that must have been really hard. Truthfully, as a kid, it's freaking awesome because there's kids everywhere and there's always someone to play with. And, and a lot of times it, it, it's really, you know, in a lot of cases it's really bad, but in a lot of cases it's not so, but that's kind of how, so bad. That's kind of how I grew up it was in trailer parks. I finally moved to uh, Utah. I, I lived all over. I've lived in like, I don't know, it's like 10 or 11 States and I've been to like 35 of them. I don't know. Uh, we moved a lot and I was always in a new situation. And that's, I think that's one of those things that you look back and you go, oh, that must've really sucked. But actually it's freaking awesome. Uh, it was awesome. It's, it's what led me to do what I did. I'm very used to change. I'm very used to make to you know changing things up and getting a different result if I'm not getting the result that I want. So that was exciting for me. Um, I um, so moved to Utah, which was kind of when we bought our first home, and and things started going pretty well there. My parents owned a few businesses. They struggled through businesses, and they were always getting better and better and better at them. And they ended up teaching kind of seminar type classes where I learned a lot. I got some really good training when I was young. Um, I was in my first seminar at 14 years old. And, and I'll tell you, uh, as much as I learned from the stuff in those seminars, I really learned more about the world. And I learned about the, the problems that people were really having in their lives. And I started to really kind of recognize that even though... Um, even though people were putting on a facade of knowing what was going on in their lives, nobody had a clue. That was very apparent to me. And I think one thing for me is it became very apparent to me that nobody had a clue how to be successful or how to get the results they wanted. They were very confused. And many of the people who, who were in these classes had been to many, many classes before that. And no, and nobody really getting any results. And that's where I started to kind of learn about personal development and self-help was by going to these classes when I was very, very, very young. Um, I grew up, I actually kind of grew a distaste for personal development and self-help, which you will catch in some of my podcasts. If you believe in some of the stuff I don't, that's okay. I just have a very strong opinion that personal development, that 99% of it is fluff and does not help anybody. But if you can get down to the things that actually matter, personal development can help you a lot. I then went and I was a, a service mission. I, I served a service mission when I was 19 years old and I went to Japan and I um, taught people about, um, taught people about Jesus Christ. I came back when I was 21 and, um, from there I started working on businesses. It was my dream to be a business owner. The first business I ever started was called eye candy. It was a franchise of a, of there was a buddy of mine who had started it and we were selling skull candy headphones in the, uh, Skull Candy headphones in the mall. I will just tell you, I lost a lot of money really fast 
because I thought that I was going to be a business genius because my parents had owned businesses and done decent. Well, that meant that I was going to too. And I'll tell you, I lost everything. I lost money. I lost my grandpa's money. I lost all my money. And there was a point for me where I sat down. I was in a, I, w- I went down to Vegas. My mom was working down there. She worked for Delta airlines at the time. And I went down there and I was in a, basically in an apartment by myself with nothing but an air mattress to my name. And that might have been the most scared I ever was in my entire life. Even now thinking back on it, I was so confused why my businesses didn't go well. I was supposed to be a genius and it didn't happen for me. I was confused. I really didn't know if I was going to be able to accomplish anything. I was afraid that, that you know, you fell once. I mean, it's kind of like boxing, right? In boxing, you have one, one loss, you're done for. You know, you're not going to be able to make things happen. And, and I was afraid. I ended up coming back. And um, I decided I had a, a friend of mine who was going to go sell Dish Network and Direct TV door to door. That seemed like a really good option for me. I was now almost thirty thousand dollars in debt, and I had to pay that off. And I went out and I started selling, and I was honestly very good at that. That was kind of one of the things that I did that that I was I was good at. I made a lot of money at. I was a hard worker, and honestly, I was a decent salesperson. I had some good salespeople around me who could teach me how to be an even better salesperson. Well, after I did that, I decided I wanted to give, try my hand at starting a business again, which was the Dish Network and Direct TV. That's what I did. I decided I was going to start a Dish Network and Direct TV business. I was a terrible manager, a terrible leader, and I was not good at getting others motivated, and I was not good at getting them going and helping them make money. But that bothered me a lot. That bothered me a ton that I was not good at it. I wanted to be good at it. I felt like I could be good at it, but I just wasn't. And so that's what I did. I, I, I started a business and I wasn't good at it. And it took me three to four years and a lot of learning and a lot of bumps and bruises along the way to get good at managing and leading people. And even if you worked for me at this time, you would know I was terrible. I just was not good at it. Um, I ended up then meeting up with a buddy of mine later down the road. So I did that for three or four years. And, and kind of at the end of that, I found a friend of mine who had been in flood and fire restoration. And he taught me a little bit about that. And I decided that that would be another good business that I could start, maybe better than what I was doing with, with, with Dish Network and DirecTV. And we did really, really, really well. Um, and, and that's kind of where I started to get some steam as a business owner. And I started learning what was important, what wasn't important, how to focus on the things that were and how to start making money in that. And then from there, what I ended up doing was, um, I, I, I liked flood and fire, but I wasn't in love with flood and fire. And I really didn't feel like it wasn't just about the money. I wanted to be part of a business where I could really help people change their lives and not live this life of, of mediocrity. And Flood and Fire really didn't present that opportunity to me. And so what I ended up doing was finding another friend of mine who was doing solar um, installation and sales. And I partnered up with him and and kind of that's that's all she wrote. You know, we started a solar company. We've done really, really well with it. Last year, my company did um, about $40 million in sales. And that that's kind of my journey. I, I wish I could do a better job of really documenting every little thing that happened throughout there. There was a lot of learning. But really what, what I learned through that transition is how much I was in love with living an all-in life. I really love that part. I love teaching people about it. And, and so really the question is that if I, if I had you know, another business owner here in front of you 
Um, the questions I would want to know from them is number one, what were they afraid of? Um, I ended up learning through the time that, that the biggest fear I have as a person is letting others down. Now I will tell you, I do not relate to this fear very much at all anymore. And I think that's going to be the hard time as we, as we reach out to other entrepreneurs and other people who are doing this, their fears, they maybe overcome them. And so maybe they don't talk about those a lot anymore, but I'll tell you, my number one fear was letting others down. Now that provided me a lot of value as a business owner in my younger years, but it also is what ended, ended up holding me back from actually gaining traction. And I ended up just spinning my wheels. I was so afraid of letting others down. I was good as a salesperson. I'm good in a team environment. But when it came to having a team underneath me, I just made a lot of really big mistakes and that fear really held me back. Some of the other fears that I had was, you know, not being able to provide, not being able to be a good husband. I felt like if I could provide, I could be a good husband. Um, most people, this is a story that, that I don't know if a lot of people will tell, but I think a lot of people get married and they're like super pumped about it. I'll just tell you, I looked like a deer in headlights the day I got married. And the reason I did is because I was terrified that I was not going to be able to provide for my wife. Um, I'll tell you every single time since then, I now have three kids. And every time I've had a kid or a baby since then, um, I get that same deer in headlights. Look, all I want to do is go to work. That's all I want to do when I have a baby, because those are the times that fear of letting others down really comes back. I really just want to get to work whenever something new changes in my life. And you may look at that fear of fear, the fear of, you know, letting others down and go, wow, Jared, well, that's the reason you're so successful today. I promise you it's not. It's actually caused me to make more bad decisions. The truth is in the moment of having a baby, that is not the time to be worried about whether um, I can provide for a child. That's the time to um, honestly take care of my wife and make sure that my child's taken care of and honestly just really enjoy the fact that, that I'm a new dad. I'll just tell you those are opportunities missed, not um, opportunities gained. I can tell you that even today, I think the first time maybe I was even decently a good husband was when my, my latest was born Sam. And I took the time to, instead of being afraid, I actually took the time to, to see my son and see my wife and be a better husband and father. Um, and cause that's important to me. It's important to me to be a good husband and father. The second question that I, that I would ask is, um, you know, once you stopped being afraid, once you kind of got your fears in check, what did you start to do? And I would say what I started to do was, um, probably that, that first, I would say probably the second business more when I was into flood and fire restoration, that would be the time that I was not afraid and I started doing. I started trusting myself more. I stopped getting myself into so much trouble with my employees by making sure they were taken care of all the time. Um, that was the time. There was a time in my business with Dish Network and Direct TV where I kind of realized this fear of letting others down was actually causing me to not trust anybody. I wasn't letting anybody... Um, I wasn't letting anybody do their job. I would do it for them. I would make sure they were going to be okay. I would make sure they knew exactly how to do it. I didn't hold anybody accountable because I felt like that if, if I had to hold them accountable, then that meant that I had let somebody down. And so for me, uh, there came a point where I started to trust myself more and I started to trust uh, not being so afraid of letting others down. And I started giving people jobs and letting them do it, not holding on and, and watching every little piece that they did. Now, these are my struggles, guys. These may not be your struggles. These may not be the exact things that you're worried about in your business. We talked about some of the fears that we've talked about yesterday. And, and, and I can probably, if, in, if 
you were to call in. I can talk to you about how that's really affecting your life, but this was a, this is what was affecting my life. But I will tell you this, that going from that kid who was afraid in a, in, in a room with nothing but a blow up mattress, there came a point where I started to do, I was afraid, but I started to do. And as I started to do things, I started to fall more and more and more in love with myself. And you know, really kind of one of the culminations of this is I was talking to my dad one time and my dad asked me, Jared, you know, who do you love the most? And I never really, and this is such a weird thing. You may sound like this is so boastful, but I find this in a lot of people that are very successful that they feel the same way. But what happened with my dad, you know, who do you love the most? And I realized it was me. I love myself. I really do. I just, I really, it sounds so crazy, but I really do love myself. And the more I started to realize that very successful people feel the exact same way where they are just tickled pink by themselves. And I would say what happens is when, when entrepreneurs or people start doing things, they start trusting themselves. They start making more decisions, more bad decisions, actually, um, more risky decisions. What they actually find is how capable they are. And they really, really, really start falling in love with themselves. And, and I, and I'll tell you guys the truth. I'm not, I'm not like making this up for you. I really get a kick out of myself. I think of, you know, all the words that I identify with and all the words that I identify myself with. And I just get pumped about them. Even the bad things. I'm not perfect by a friggin' long shot. You can ask my wife. Um, I'm not perfect, but I do love myself. And I think that it should be the goal for every person out there to start doing things, start trying things, start, um, you know, taking more chances, taking more risks, because what they'll actually end up finding is that they do love themselves. Right now, if you're sitting somewhere and you're going, you know, I'm not completely in love with myself. I would say it's just because you haven't really tested yourself. You haven't really gone to your full extent. You haven't leveraged you as an asset as much as you possibly can, because I've never found somebody who goes really, who really starts to do the things they care about, not love themselves. You know, I gave you guys my story of how I grew up and, and how that went for me. And I left out a lot of it. But one thing that I, that I find is all those things that I thought were bad about me when I was younger, I ended up loving those things about myself down the road. You know, you look at growing up in, in trailer parks and apartment complexes and stuff like that. One thing I didn't mention, I've got my mom and my dad. I've got six little sisters. You know, I love all of it. Everything that happened. I, I wouldn't change anything that happened. And what I find is people who eventually start testing themselves and falling in love with themselves, they feel the exact same way. They would not change a single thing about themselves. And once I was in love with myself, I started going all in on myself, trying to figure out how to leverage me as an asset at the highest degree. And, and that's another thing that you find with really successful people in their relationships and in their businesses. They end up going all in on whatever they perceive is themselves. They start to go all in. And when they go all in, that's when the magic happens. There's a lot of people out there talking about hustling and doing your best and, so, and it's good stuff. I'm glad they're doing it. But if you haven't done step one through three, it's really kind of a waste, waste of time because you are not sold on your asset yet. You're not sold on yourself yet. You're not pumped about yourself yet. And, and you know, 
there, there might be some of you out there who think, well, you know, deep down, I'm maybe a little bit lazy or deep down, I'm a little bit this or deep down, I'm a little bit bad that. You know what you'll end up finding when you start, when you find the things that you're in love with and you start really following your path, you'll find you're actually not lazy. I don't actually believe in laziness. I don't believe that anybody is actually lazy. I believe they're just not doing the things that they love. They're not doing the things that they care about. And, and when they start, they start falling in love with themselves. So when did I go all in on myself? I would say the first time where I didn't have a safety net, and, and really went all in on myself would probably be when I started Brio Energy. I didn't really, I, I didn't have another job, but I also didn't have to because I had sold my half of my flood and fire restoration company. I wasn't in a rush to do anything. And I really got the ability to sit back and go all in on solar. But I, but, but I want you to think if you're listening to this program, I want you to think through your story and think through one, you know, what are you afraid of guys? I'm telling you, I don't want you to just be like, like, I really don't feel the, the feeling of fear like ever. I would say if somebody said, what percentage of your day do you feel fear? I would say 0% of my day. I think if you listen to other successful entrepreneurs, you're going to find that same tie. You're going to find people real successful that are not afraid. Number two, I started doing stuff because I was less afraid. I started doing. And as I started doing, I fell in love with myself. And as I fell in love with myself, I went all in on myself, which, you know, in turn allows me to go all in on other people and employees who work for me. And that's, that's a huge asset. It really is. It's a huge asset to go all in on myself, but then be able to go all in on others because I believe in that principle altogether or to be able to go all in on my wife because I love her freaking guts. And, and that's really what it's about is the ability to fall in love with yourself and go all in. That's my story. And I hope that what I can do for you guys, I hope, I hope the thing that I can provide as this time goes on is to find other entrepreneurs and other business owners and other people, not just entrepreneurs, but you know, anybody who is living this all in life where they really took some chances on themselves and they started to realize, wow, I'm actually pretty awesome. Like, wow, actually I'm pretty cool. And, and I really think that everybody will find that. I mean, of the hundred people I talk to a hundred out of a hundred, you know, the people I'm working with hundred out of a hundred are finding that they're different and they're unique. And going in on that uniqueness is really what is the, the distinguisher. You know, a lot of times that uniqueness makes us afraid. A lot of times we're unique or different from somebody else. And we go, oh man, I'm different. I can't do that. Oh man, I'm different. I can't be a part of that. Oh man, I'm different. I can't have a good relationship. Oh man, my upbringing was too hard. I can't get this done. Whatever it is. These are the things that we're telling ourselves. And actually what you come to find is it's that exact uniqueness that's not holding you back, but it's that exact uniqueness that actually moves you forward. It's actually the only thing that you have that someone else doesn't that actually makes it so that you can be successful down the road in any endeavor you have. And as you're, as you're, you know, in your relationships, truthfully, what you want to be is you want to be not only all in on yourself and on your uniqueness, you want the people around you to be all in on your uniqueness. If you're around people who are not in love with your uniqueness, that's going to be a real uphill battle. But I'll tell you that, that that's like so far down the road for you. If you're right now, you're thinking, oh, my spouse isn't all in on me. Um, that just doesn't happen overnight. The truth is you've got to be all in on yourself before somebody else will be all in on you. 
So, so I wouldn't be all, all caught up in that right now, but really what you want to try and do is surround yourself with people who are all in on you, who do believe in you, who, um, again, if you don't believe in yourself, it doesn't matter. If you're not all in on yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. But, but as you become more and more in love with yourself and you go more and more and more in on yourself, you want to surround your, yourself with people who are doing the exact same thing. Um, I appreciate you guys. If, if you've listened to this uh, whole podcast, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate, um, I, like I said, this is what I care about. This is helping people really understand that there really is only one difference between the successful and the unsuccessful. And it's what we're talking about right now. The all in, the all in life. Those that are living an all in life, they're successful. Those that are not living an all in life, they're not successful. And it really is relatively that easy. So I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys listening. I hope you guys will help me spread the message. I hope you guys will help me help others live an all in life. Um, if you, uh, if you can look me up in Facebook or, or Twitter or somewhere and find me. And if you've got questions, I want nothing more than to answer your questions and help you live an all in life. I hope that this, this, uh, this, uh, podcast provides you value as it moves forward. Um, that's my biggest goal is to provide you value, but also, like I say in some of my other podcasts, to fight the plague. That's what I really feel I'm doing. I feel like I'm fighting a plague of people who don't know how to get what they want and also fighting a plague of people who are not all in on themselves, not in love with themselves, and they have not just made the, like not quite maybe had the experiences that can help them do that. I know you can do that. I know you can learn about yourselves. I know you can go all in. I'm excited in any way that I can be a part of that. Um, we, I look forward to seeing you guys in our next podcast. Um, hit me up if you get a chance. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.